TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 527, and I'm Libya, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom, and I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Peru, educator. Um, TV enthusiast? A sci-fi fan. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Yisun, costume designer and TV enthusiast, calling in from Los Angeles. Hey, this is Peter. I write for Why So Blue, and I live in Hollywood. Hey, guys. This week, we're going to do the best of 2021, and I know it's technically 2022 already, but we were on vacation, so oh well. Uh, What we're going to do is first the news. Let's do the news, and then we'll tell you what we're going to do. Okay, the news. First off, the winners of the ratings for the uh, calendar year 2021. CBS was number one in total viewers. However, their total viewers remained flat. NBC was up like uh, 9%, and they were number one in the demos, 18 to 49 demo, with Fox uh, a close second. Although CBS managed to go up 1% in their 18 to 49. I don't know what happened. Uh, while we're talking about ratings, Nielsen, which is already in trouble with all the major networks, just told the TV networks it undercounted out-of-home audiences, offices, bars, hotels, etc., for months because of a software issue. So, yeah, that was their timing's terrible because they probably should have just kept their mouths shut because everybody's been looking to ditch them. In terms of regular news, ABC has announced they will use they will repurpose unused Jeff Garland footage on the Goldbergs after his firing. CBS has dropped Chris Noth from Equalizer after multiple sexual assault allegations. And in the curiosity category, Disney Plus submitted Hawkeye for Writers Guild Awards as a comedy. Go figure. Um, Speaking of uh, awards divisions, the Emmys, the Television Academy has announced dramas and comedies will no longer be determined by program length. They've gone back and forth. Yeah, of, I remember that. Over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last ruling was they don't care what your length was. If you're a half hour, you're going to be automatically classi- classified as a comedy. And then if you're a drama, you're going to be classified as an hour long. But you can appeal that. However, they just threw that out. Probably because all these cablers are doing all these mixed uh, genre shows. Um, Jesse Armstrong, creator and executive producer of, of uh, Succession, his production company, Various Artists, doubled its profits after the success of I Will Destroy You, which he was uh, producing Element on. HBO Max has announced that Michael Keaton is going to reprise his role as Batman in the upcoming Batgirl film with Leslie Grace. I don't know how that works because they've also got J.K. Simmons playing Commissioner Gordon. So I guess we're doing mix and match you know, Batman casts. And then um, ratings for streamers. Lost in Space was viewed for 1.2 billion, with the B, minutes across its 28 episodes for the week ending November 29th. True Story, also on Netflix, was second with 607 million minutes, and Hawkeye was third with 560 million minutes. And just those first two episodes, or first three. Um, So, uh, crazy. And that's all the news. All right, that's very specific uh, normally we don't really talk about uh, ratings quite so in depth, but I get it. There, I think more people are just reporting it. But um, anyway, let's. This week's Ooh. podcast is going to be about the best of. We're going to do the best returning show, the worst show, and the best new show. And the only uh, caveat for the worst show is that. Uh, the viewer have, cannot have just watched like the pilot in, a, in an episode or two. They have to have watched about 50% of the show to declare that that show is the worst show. You don't have to watch all of it, because that's torture, but you have to have watched most of it. 
All right, so the first category that we are doing is best returning show of 2021. And let's start off with actually the order in which we introduced ourselves. So we're going to do Tom, uh, you go first. I'm going to steal a prop, at least Allison's Thunder, probably. Succession for returning show. What a yeah, roller coaster did. ride. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This, the season started with Kendall in the catbird seat looking to take down his father. And by the end of the season, the, the cliffhanger for episode eight, I think, Kendall may have tried to commit suicide or he could have just been drunk and fallen off his pool float and landed face down in the water. Regardless, by the end of the season, oh my gosh, the betrayal, Tom, the two... The two non-Roy children, ally, who've always been uneasy allies, Greg and Tom, the uh, the much put upon husband of Shiv, she treats him like dog meat, and boy, did he get his revenge. They ally themselves to help Logan outsmart the kids, and so it was a great season. Just great acting, great writing. Wow, just this show is firing on all all burners, and. I want to thank Allison again, second season, for... I was so mad at how season one ended that uh, I stopped watching the show, and then Allison's like, give another chance, trust me, you won't be sorry, and I wasn't. So, great ride, just everything, I mean, everything's paid off. I have no idea where this show's going, and that excites me. And you, right. you repaid me by stealing my best show. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no good right. deed goes unpunished. All right, <laughs> all right. Next person we're going to do is um, Peru. What is your best returning show of 2021? The Witcher. I, the Witcher was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I, it, as good as first season was, uh, second season I thought was just as good or better. Uh, the relationship between the Witcher and I'm going to call it his daughter, Siri. Siri. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was phenomenal. Even, uh, you know, Yennefer's uh, uh, move toward the dark side. And, well, she already was moving toward the dark side in the first season. But uh, but her 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 um, portrayal of, of the Witcher, Gerald, um, and her redemption later. I thought I just thought it was brilliant. Um, Story-wise, uh, cinematically, I mean, it was just phenomenal. Uh, that's it. All right. Uh, let's move on to Allison. Your thoughts? Okay. Since someone well, stole your show, what you got from your backup? <laughs> yes, my number one show got taken. So actually, I'm going to move on to my second. I, this was, I, I got to tell you, it was so hard this year to, to, to come up with uh, a, an order for this list because there's so many great shows that came out this year uh, and, and so many great shows that returned this year. So my second, and, and this is like down by a hair, but, um, I'm going to say, and, uh, you know, I, I, even though you guys didn't watch it is money heist, AKA La Casa de Papal, a Spanish show, which has, has to deal with a group of, of criminals who have, who've been pulling off well, they pull off one heist over the course of about three seasons and another heist um, at the ending, too. And all of it is brilliant. The twists are incredible. The, the characters are amazing. Their interaction and their relationships with each other get you so pulled in. You become so invested in these characters. All of it is absolutely brilliant. I've been I've been talking up this show before, and I'm I'm still gonna keep waving that flag because uh, it's an amazing series, absolutely great, oh. one of the best things on TV. So oh. uh, yeah, I it's I, I really encourage even you know for those people who who don't like subtitles, there are English translations if you if you want to uh, go in. There's an English dub. It's not as good as the uh, original, but. Um, it, either way, I, it is it is so worth the investment of time. There's like five individual seasons of this, and it finally wrapped up this year. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but let's just say it stuck the landing. It'll be worth your time all the way through. Amazing series. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It was on my list, but so I'm going to move it up, Allison. Definitely <laughs> do. Houston, uh, it's your turn. Um, okay, you know, uh, again, I, I will parrot, you know, that it was really a really great 
season of TV. Uh, since we're doing returning, um, I'm surprised that I haven't. Well, anyway, my point is this: I feel like. Um, my criteria for best of anything sort of is I really feel like obviously besides seeing the whole season, you know, that a season really needs to have at least one or two standout episodes for me. Uh, the quality of the show uh, needs to have not dropped very much at all or gotten better. You know what I mean? So in case people are wondering what my criteria is, how I can kind of whatever. Um, and that the second season kind of advances the, the story, you know? So for me, um, I think we've sort of, not we, I'm, maybe it's all on everybody's list. Uh, I cannot not talk about Ted Lasso uh, because we all loved it so much as a country, as a world. Um, and I honestly believe that if second season was as good, uh, you know, as first season, uh, it, despite the fact that, like, you know, the charm and the surprise and the delight of the show, you know, part of that, I think... Um, energy was part of the reason why so much so many people liked it you know the timing of it and and i think we were all just so surprised by it um so for me i thought uh the season i can't i can't not say this i think we've all said this the christmas episode uh of the season obviously is a tremendous standout uh, for the season but i think of christmas shows um it was just everything you want a christmas show to be really you know the spirit of christmas and heartwarming and you know blah 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 i don't need to tell people what a good christmas episode is um so that uh you know i I thought that the uh the scene the i don't think this is a spoiler everyone's probably seen it uh um uh the the um the funeral scene uh you know the episode that had the funeral scene uh so those are standouts for me overall quality of the show uh the the episodes you know the they they really continued, you know, the stories and the arcs and the growth. So it wasn't like just a one season arc. Obviously, it's just completely continuing. Uh, I cannot not mention uh, Keely. And uh, oh, my God, I forgot his name. And I love him so much. Uh, Keely's boyfriend. Help me out here. Roy. 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 So Keely and Roy, I'm almost done. So uh, Keely and Roy relationship again uh, just got even more funny and beautiful. And there's a twist also there. So there's a, there's a development arc. You know, it's not perfect. Um, oh, the dentist episode, the episode. So again, oh, for yeah, me, okay. it, the dentist with the episode where the you know the the niece's breath is so terrible, and the single greatest comedic reaction of last year was him smelling her breath, right, and him saying, you know. Um, uh, don't worry, I in a locker room with dirty men and socks and you know blah blah blah. And then he leans in, then and he just so deadpans. I think you're dying. So for me, you know, <laughs> just say that to his child niece, you know. So anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like people are forgetting how unbelievably charming it was. And last thing, because props, it handled mental illness, you know, and the process of processing grief and therapy and all of that i thought it did a class a act you know somehow it would continue to make it that funny was able to make it funny but yet really a poignant and i think very respectful because the jokes about it you know weren't at all like degrading or or kind of you know whatever it it just it handled it very responsibly i thought and very realistically you know so props to to second season i thought it was amazing all right uh, next up, we got Peter. What is your best returning show? Well, I mean, I guess my honorable mention would be Succession because, you know, I agree with I, I agree with Allison and and Tom. I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's a phenomenal show. That um, the only thing I want to say about Succession is I really thought it was pretty brilliant how the finale seemed to show how smart uh, showrunner Jesse Armstrong was in the long con that the things that the things that happen in the finale go all the way back to the first season. I thought that was really brilliant. But um, so my uh, best returning show, and I realized that I was like, oh, I don't think any of you guys are going to pick this. And I think we all liked it. Um, the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, um, come on. That's on my list. That's my Wait, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Everyone's taking my stuff. All right. Continue. So, I, I'm a huge sitcom person. I probably like sitcoms the most probably of, of the TV campfire crew. And I have rewatched seasons of Brooklyn nine, nine just so many times. And um, obviously with the pandemic and everything, I was really wondering how they're going to do the final season. And I just thought it was really terrific. And honestly, I didn't love season seven. So this to me was a real return to form, but it's like, we get 
you know, we get an episode with uh, Doug Judy. We get to meet the Boyles family. And at the end, you know, we get Gina back, who's wearing that great shirt, the, like, uh, unexpected reveal. <laughs> like, I mean, there was just so much they did in their final nine episodes that, you know, really put a really great little bow on everything. And I yes. just, I was so happy for the cast, you know, the cast and crew. And I just, I love that show. So uh, I would say, you know, you know I, guess me, I guess to me it would be like drama would be succession and then comedy would be Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I wanted to highlight Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I guess, Libya, you and I were thinking the same thing because I just, I just didn't think well, anybody would remember Brooklyn. My thing was I was going to so. surprise you with my pick. I thought you <laughs> oh. never guessed that I would pick that. <laughs> so, yeah. So for me, it's, uh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was terrific, terrific send-off. Yes. Okay, so all of my picks have already been picked. Um, so I will reiterate Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, because it was the final season and it made me feel all the feels. I, it made me yeah. happy, sad. You got your happy ending. You got your comedy. They did the best. They have like a shorthand, especially if you've seen, you know, watch the show all these seasons. There's like a shorthand to their comedy. And so stuff is just really funny. Uh, and then they had some really good surprises in the last couple episodes that I just loved. So I thought that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, it was the best send-off. It was a really good season, and it felt really like the show. And uh, I, I guess my honorable mention, which they actually... Peru picked The Witcher, which I really liked as well. But I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick C which no one has picked so far. Oh. Uh, season two uh, did some stuff that season one didn't do, which is, you know, Jason Momoa is fantastic. You have Batista as a real bad guy that worked. And even though they didn't have as many scenes together as I would have liked, they also had Dejectasen. What is his name? The, the Witch Hunter. Yeah, the Witch Hunter dude. Uh, I liked his transition from being the ultimate bad guy to being an ally. And having showing him remorse, and they they really just they they transitioned him to to the good guys team really seamlessly in a way that really worked for me. And I was excited that he was on their team. The stuff that I didn't like about season one is still there in season two, which is a hundred percent the queen. Um, and I don't know, but I mean it's kind of the Mister S- or or Doctor Smith issue I have with Lost in Space. It's very similar. This is over the top a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, just die. Um, but all the stuff with Jason Momoa and even his wife and all of that stuff really worked for me. And since somebody else picked it, I guess that's my pick. Um, but I, I think that if you haven't checked it out, it's definitely worth a watch. Momoa's great. And Batista is a good bad guy. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next category. And I'm cha- I'm changing up the order so everybody so people can steal from other people. Um, <laughs> so the next category we're gonna do is worst of, or and you can also do a dishonorable mention, which Tom and Yusin came up with that term. I like it. Uh, <laughs> so the first person who's up is Yusin. Uh okay. So um. I'm oh, sorry, we're doing worse stuff. Um, this, is listen. Yusin, this is when Yusin talks about Motherland Season 2. Oh, snap! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, how dare you? I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That that actually would be my, I didn't mention one, but I would definitely say that is one of an honorable mention or, or, or of uh, really? the, you of didn't like... returning. Wow. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, best returning, best returning. Sure, uh, I was kidding. She liked it. I yeah, was joking. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, and what? I'm, yeah. Um, no, I liked it. I, I liked it so much, especially because of all the cr- criteria that I talk about, you know, what it needs to be to be a returning show, uh, you know, best up. Anyway, um, okay, this has to be mentioned. 
that um, I wanted to talk so desperately about how horrible this show was that I was willing to literally watch two or three more episodes just so I could be like, fine, I watched five episodes. Um, Jupiter's Legacy was terrible. So I'll <laughs> let someone, I'm hoping some, it's on somebody else's list so that it will, you know, get the, the deserving mention of, of the worst show ever. I'm going to go with something that, I don't necessarily, excuse me, know if it's absolutely the worst TV on television. It had some very few uh, small redeeming qualities. But Emily in Paris uh, goes on my list because it fell so far. I think that is worthy of a mention. Um, you know, it was already polarizing when it came out. Um, it certainly wasn't universally loved. Uh, but again, I think the timing of the show because of the deep in the pandemic, uh, I think it was an absolute surprise to many people. It wasn't on anyone's real radar. It was delightful. It was a beautiful travelogue of Paris. Uh, you know, not the most original or, you know, interesting either storyline. You know, there was a love triangle and yada, yada, yada. Um, but it was just really cotton candy done really well. I mean, there is a, a place for that in the TV world, you know. So it being so bad this season um, – I think everything about the show uh, that was good was gone. And all the things that people rightfully probably criticized or kind of, you know, pointed out actually, you know, got worse. So I don't know how it couldn't be, a, you know, the, a most terrible show. And I'll just say I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I will say this. I hate watched it. So I absolutely uh, I'm allowed to, you know, pick this show. I watched every episode. I don't know if it was eight or 10 or three. It was all just horrible. It was a bad dream. So, uh, but the character, main character became so unlikable and she was already a little questionable, you know? Um, but she had more of that harried, a kind of uh, overwhelmed sort of, you know, quirky personality in the first ep uh, first season. Manic this be dream girl is what you're looking for. Yeah! There you go, beautiful, you know? And then she just became, you know, a whiny, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, inconsiderate, uh, you know, all, whatever, you know? So- uh, the, Ugly cannot, American? Oh. Yes, she's- That <laughs> yeah. too, yeah. Literally the, you know, ugly American in Paris still. And, you know, they made a big deal about her not being able to speak or learn French or want to even make a really concentrated effort. So they tried to correct that. And it actually became a main story point because she meets, you know, a boyfriend kind of at the, her French class. But it's still, she just st still seemed too much of an ugly American, you know, after having been there and had such a successful year. I mean, we watched her have a successful year. So lastly, I will just say that um, uh, I reemphasize that any charm that any of the characters had, and and weirdly, could, you would think that in the second season they'd be more comfortable with their roles and they'd be more comfortable with the story. The acting and the writing got more stilted and awkward in a way that was truly uncomfortable to watch. Uh, but lastly, I will say it does kind of get a little bit better. It does, you know. They, tr I don't know what happens, and the end isn't outright terrible and i don't think i will be able to hate watch season three i believe that there is a season three um but maybe i'll say i'll end by saying there is a little room for it to get better uh but honestly if you were haven't watched it yet if you watched first season and you were thinking oh let me get around to watching second season do not because it will i personally think ruin the first season for you in the sense that like it's ruined the show for me it's so bad so now i won't think back fondly on emily in paris at all i'll just be like ugh you know so that to me that's you know one of the worst there were there were others all right uh next up we're going to it's uh peter your worst hit me yeah so um Worst show, I was going to go with Invasion um, because I did watch the season and I thought it was so lame compared to um, uh, compared to another show that t premiered on Apple Plus with its first season that will probably be brought up in the best uh, section. Um, but uh, no, I'm not going to go with Invasion because even though it was really mediocre... Is that your dishonorable mention? I feel like that's your dishonorable it's my Yeah, it's my, like, dishonorable mention. It would be, like, <laughs> it's my second place. But for sure, the worst show, and I watched the whole thing even more than Libya did. Um, during the pandemic, uh, obviously, all of us, you know, are, are always recommending shows to each other because, you know, so much of the pandemic is being able to just eat up a lot of time. And... Uh, early, I would say in this year, 
uh, Libya told a number of us that we should watch this other sci-fi, this other show from sci-fi. So you're I'm... literally throwing me under the bus right now. Is that what's happening? Look, so sci-fi's had a number of really terrific shows. I haven't seen Resident Alien, but I love The Expanse. Oh. And, like, there's a lot of shows. And Van Helsing is a show that started, that was on the sci-fi network. And Libya had started watching it. And she was really into it. And she's like, mm-hmm. she told all of us to give it a chance. The first season was okay. I, don't, I think Allison didn't even get that far. But I kept. No, I did. I, well, I didn't originally. And then you guys talked me into seeing it. <laughs> and I sat through all of it. And, and now I, I will never, ever trust you again. <laughs> you betrayed my teeny tiny trust. I, I, all I'm what? saying is when I recommend that the lesson here is finish the show. Like, Before you start was... recommending it to people, and <laughs> I recommended it when it was doing well. Like it was, I thought it was yeah, good. And like, yeah, when I so I would say the first season's okay, but like the second and third season are pretty, pretty good. good. Like yeah. I was like, I was really into it, and I guess that's why this to me is the worst show, more than Invasion. Invasion is one season. It's just like, yeah, that was kind of a waste of my time or whatever. But like, wow, Van Helsing's last season oh. is so bad. Like, I know that I am sure part of it is shooting during the pandemic. I think another part of it is that the lead actress got pregnant. And so her role was minimized. There are probably a number of factors for why this season is so bad. But I watched the whole thing, and Libya did not. So <laughs> I, I will have you know, I only skipped two episodes. Like everything that the show, everything traditionally that you should not do in a TV show, like you introduce usually new young characters that are terrible. Even though I actually didn't thought one of them was okay, but um, like you kind of lose the main character, you switch locations. You sort of even change the mythology of like oh, yeah, what exactly is going so on. Bad. Like, there's just so they retcon things in the past. Like every, it was almost like they they were deliberately like, what are the what are all the tropes of what makes a bad TV show? Like I, I am just amazed at how bad and cheap a show that I was I I really enjoyed. So yeah, by far I I'm very curious to hear what other people's worst are. I've not I saw the first season of Emily in Paris. I thought it was okay. So to hear that it's worse is like, wow, okay. But I imagine that Emily Emmeline Paris still has like really nice costumes and like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this show, like nothing. Like, oh, it was just, it was so bad. Yeah, it might actually be an F. Like, I thought it was pretty terrible. So top that. <laughs> uh, I will have you, I, I think the problem also is me and Peter talked ahead of this podcast. So, uh, both of the things, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Both of the things on my list are exactly what's on his list. And even though I did not watch all 13 episodes of the last season, I watched 11 episodes of the last season. And then Peter finished it before me and was complaining how terrible it was. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I was like, there's no reason for me to watch the last two hours if you've already told me that it's even worse than everything I've already seen. No, I think Libya should be responsible. For, exactly. for, for recommending that. it and therefore finish the oh, series yeah. and suffer <laughs> just like, <laughs> like Peter yeah, suffered. Yeah, you should be held accountable. Your feet should be on fire. You made Peter suffer. You need penance. You need to go back now and watch the last two episodes. Wait, 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 wait. It, I said the moral of the story <laughs> is finish the show before you recommend. That is yeah. the moral. I should, that does not That's mean I have to... Not the penance. <laughs> That's the lesson, oh. but not the penance. Peter's owed penance. <laughs> All right, Allison, you're up next. I'm committing to nothing. <laughs> well, okay, we're two for two because Peter just stole my thunder as far as worst list is concerned. Oh, no. No, three. Yeah. That was on my list, too. That was what I said as well, but go ahead. Yeah, so I, I got to say, this, this year had so much excellent TV. It really, before you know, before, I have to preface with that. It was, this year had brilliant television on it a lot. But uh, for all the great TV, it also had a whole lot of bad TV. And I had, I had no trouble compiling a worst list. Um, the, the hard part was, was confining it actually to my, my bottom 10. 
Um, so I, I'm just going to default to to my second choice, and and actually this I, I had I had trouble. This this was almost neck and neck really um, with the third choice, which was Doctor Who, which was oh God. yeah, uh, wow. just just uh, unbelievably uh, horrible. But oh, um, I, I'm, yeah, this 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 one it just barely edged out Doctor Who, and that would be. Jupiter's legacy. There you <laughs> go. Okay, you stole mine. That Thanks, was Allison. We're, did, we're even I'm now. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yay! I knew someone was going to talk about it. Someone had to. We're we're even now anyway. So, um, but oh, <laughs> this show was was like almost magically awful. It was. I I don't even know why I watched the entire thing straight through. <laughs> I was hoping that at some point. There would be something redeemable about this. That some area it would just get better. You were I, I hoping Din, Ben Daniels was going to redeem it. That's what you were hoping. That's what I, I love was, Ben I Daniels. I love yeah. Ben Daniels, and and that's the thing too, because I I will I have been known to sit through some spectacular garbage, uh, because there's an actor in it that I particularly like, and in this case that was him. But it, I mean, it, it showed every sign of being dreadful from the beginning. The, the wigs, costumes, the wigs, the, sets, the wigs that had everything except the price tag hanging off of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, just the makeup job. Everything about this was third rate all the way through. The script was dizzyingly bad, um, and everything was—I mean, it was so derivative. They were trying so hard to make this, you know, their their new superhero thing. And it was just failing in every possible way. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would recommend staying very far away from this thing. Don't get sucked in. It was not worth the time that I spent watching this. It was, it was just pure, pure dreadfulness. The only redeeming sp- feature is that it is not going to be getting a second season. Thank and they you. spend a small fortune on that show too, and I'm they like, did. somebody yeah. was embezzling because there's nothing. <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> I know. Where, so where does the money go to? You know, I mean, were they just Wait, having so- like really great catering on the show? Where did the money go? So Jupiter's Ascending costs a lot of money. Yeah, not Ascending, Jupiter's Legacy. 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 I've yeah. never, I never saw it because I heard it was bad. You're okay. But you're saying it doesn't, you're, e- you're saying it doesn't even look good. No, no, it's not. It, looks so it looks so cheap. Oh, it's ugly and cheap. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Peru. What is your worst? I have a few. Uh, you have I don't a know. few? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I meet Libya's requirement for one of them, but uh, I finished first season of Star Girl. Um, because I, I don't know. I, I, Sargo was last I, year, though. I, I know, I know. As, as horrible as the show is, I, I still no, it liked was, it. The it relationship was, it was between the, the stepfather and the daughter, and then the, the supervillain and his son, and I don't know. There's stuff about it that I like, but second season was just garbage. Like, just garbage. Anything, like, there's no nothing. There's just, there's no more supervillains. And so, like, she's just bored. And it's just dumb. <laughs> And, uh, you I, know, I mean, and, honestly, and, I could have told you that it's season and, one. <laughs> and, and one of the daughters of the supervillain starts to try to rebuild, uh, you know, whatever. And it's just, it's just not good. But I don't think that meets a requirement because I didn't watch all, whatever, half the season. I just couldn't do it. Uh, but uh, you, you're going to hate me, but I'm going to have to go with Star Trek Discovery. Um, as far as, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Allison or was it Houston? Whatever your criteria was, is it worse than the, pre- than the previous one or whatever it was? Uh, yeah, Discovery was some, mm, it was not good. Like, there's not one episode that was completely good. You know, there might be an episode where half of it's good, but right. never is there one episode that's completely good. They had spent too much time on on the morality of stuff and 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 and, and, and to be fair, psychos- that is Star Trek. And, well, I, I get that, but usually there's action in it. There's something, or there's a, or there's a compelling story, or there's somebody that you care about in the story that makes it interesting. I'm but not, there's no, there's no characters there that I that I sympathize with, empathize with. They don't spend enough time building characters, and then they spend the time on the wrong characters that are boring and or that yeah. you can't relate to. I, I don't know. Um, and, and then this whole season, they just spent all this time on 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 psychology. Even the damn AI has a, has a, has the psychology yeah. of the computer. Like what? what what are we doing? Like it was it was terrible. There was no action, none. <sighs> anyway, <That's a> sorry. 
So Star Trek Discovery. Uh, season, what is it, season four? Yeah, season four. Season four is horrible. So, that's it. Alright. Uh, Tom, you're up next. Well, Allison stole my thunder because I was going to pick uh, Jupiter's Legacy where I got over the hump and I just like, I can't do this to myself because I like superheroes too much and yeah, it was not good. Um, just everything about it was just so that that gets my dishonorable mention. Um, boy, you know, this is going to be difficult. And I can't even remember how many shows I watched because I think with the with the with the autoplay feature on Netflix, <laughs> when you wake up and it's like episodes in. <laughs> so, I've done that. But I gotta you. say, Sex Life on Netflix is just awful. It's just oh, that's oh my the, gosh, uh, Sarah Shahi, right? It's got Sarah Shahi and Mike Vogel from um, I think he was in Under the Dome, one of CBS All Access first miniseries. But she's a wife who's got a you know a hot husband, and then she hooks up with an ex, and they start having a tawdry affair. And then the husband finds the diary, and I'm like, first off, why would you do this to such great actors? I mean, <laughs> and second, why is Netflix trying to be Skinamax? Because, you know, yeah, you're streaming, but I expect a little bit more. I mean, I like Sarah Shahi quite a bit. I don't need to see that much of her body, but I don't need to see that much of Mike Vogel's body. But you got to have a plot in between the softcore porn. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, ludicrous. It's just like, who wrote this? I mean, you might as well just have the cable guy come over and been, you know, can I give you some free cable or something? <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> You're going with that, Tom. <laughs> bad and boring. Because I woke up and I was like on episode four or five. It's like, wow. If you can't keep me kind of interested with stuff. <laughs> Mind boggling. Okay. I, <laughs> I feel like you're out of words now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're on the big category because if nothing else, 2021. Olivia, you didn't us... say yours. Well, yes, I did, because Peter took both of mine, and I was like, yes, these are both of the ones that I picked as well. So why don't you go first? Oh, you're not going to do a dishonorable mention? No, he literally picked both of my shows. Both of the shows <laughs> that I had were, that were had the shows that Peter picked. Category. Huh? I'm amazed you had so few choices. I, that, I, they were just such big disappointments that that's all I could really think of, so... Uh, for better, good, because for me, because of the criteria, if I don't like it, I bail early. So I don't have a lot of shows that I've actually sat through that I don't mm. like. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Uh, the, the exciting category of best new TV show for 2021 is chock full of all the things. There are so yeah. many new shows. Mm -hmm. So many, so many like, good shows. I... I have no idea how to even pick because there's so many things. But I'm going to go first this time since I've been going last. And um, I have my honorable mention. I'm going to pick Arcane. Mm -hmm. Which is... Sure. Wait, I thought you were... I, I thought Tom was like, nope. I, I thought that was where you were going. No, yes. Arcane. It's great. No, it's good. It's okay. good. So uh, that was really great because the first three episodes was kind of a surprise setup of this is the vil the super villain and you're like oh wait what and i liked all the characters i thought they gave enough development and they hooked me at the end because now i'm kind of like well now i need to see season two and they did a really good job with pretty much all the characters and i right. really really liked Every character could act. Like, yeah, everything was, was so emotion and the music and the colors and all of that stuff. I oh, love yeah. Arcane, but that's my honorable mention and my number one show, which I'm sure some of you will groan groan about. I'm picking Foundation, which I watched the whole show twice. 
Uh, wow. Three times. I might have watched it three oh times. Wow. Uh, but I really, really love that show. Um, I liked all of the philosophical discussion that they had. I liked the um, the twists and turns. Um, and just kind of what it says about humanity. It gave me just a lot of stuff to think about. And I like a show that makes me think. And I like a show that has... Uh, you know, some good twists and turns. Alright, so the next person up for best new show is Allison. Your, your show. Oh. Okay. This was so hard. I know, uh, right? I, I I really, you know, my, my honorable mention, actually, uh, was so close. It was like splitting hairs between that and, and what eventually I, I settled on as the first the, my honorable mention was uh, Only Murders in the Building. Nice. Uh, nice. I, I can't tell you how much I love that show. Nice. Just, oh, so good. I mean, the, the acting, the writing, the, it was funny and it was warm. I mean, that's the, the crazy thing is that okay. it's, it's about a murder. And <laughs> yet that show is like a warm hug. You yeah. just you sit down and you, I, I, every week that it, it debuted, I, I was like right there in front of my TV and I'm just so excited to see this next episode. Um, cause it was just, it, it hit me almost in a Ted Lasso way because it was just so yeah. warm and inviting yeah. and fun. And, and the interaction of the characters was, was so great and made you yeah. love them so much. I just adore that show, and I cannot wait for the second season. Um, it's just, it's just brilliant. Fired on all possible cylinders, um, and it, the the show that I'm going to pick for my number one was like, I mean, it was splitting hairs, and it got it, I think, mainly on pure originality, because I don't think we ever saw anything like it before, and I don't think we're going to see anything like it again, and that's Wandavision. Oh, and nice. It was brilliant TV. It was it was like a gift almost. Mm -hmm. You know the stuff that that they've done this year. Marvel came out with all their their TV series, and it was a mixed bag. Some of the stuff was terrific, like Wandavision and and Loki and uh, Hawkeye. I think ultimately kind of redeemed itself. Um, but uh, you know th then we had other things like What If and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was disappointing. But the the the, the one that they came out of the gate with was WandaVision, and it they couldn't have picked a stronger choice. I, I don't think it was what they intended to start uh, their, their reign with, but it was the best possible thing they could have done because literally ev everyone I knew was excited every single week to see the next episode because it was the, the, the mystery of it, what is happening, what's doing, and everybody was theorizing and just the brilliance of how everything was shot, capturing the different eras of television, mm -hmm. um, and and that com compare, com uh, combined with the the psychologizing of Wanda and her grief right. uh, was absolutely just a 100% unique and brilliant use of television. Agreed. And it called back really the history of TV as yeah. as we're going through this. Preach. It was even one of It treated the audience like they have a brain in their head instead of just doing action. Yeah. And... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Assumed the audience could keep up with them. It's it assumed they were smart. I think it fell apart just a little bit at the end when they felt the need to dovetail it into the rest of the MCU universe. So it didn't end as strongly as it could have, which is kind of unfortunate because otherwise it was just one of the most wonderful things I've seen on television. And uh, it, it was just absolutely, you know, the 100% number one pick for me. All right. Uh, next is uh, Peru. What do you got? All right. So the best show was Foundation. This is what it was. The, I can't wow. even, it just was. Um, Libby already explained it. I'm not going to go into it. Um, but it was, it was, like I said, it was brilliant. Uh, I love the, you know, the sci-fi of it, the, the story, the political, uh, you know, uh, with the three Cleos and the, the, the whole, Cleon, sorry. And the whole political system I thought was phenomenal. Um, the, just everything. I love everything about that show. But, 
Um, what I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, we don't talk about animation a lot. Now, Olivia talked about Arcane as one of her honorable mentions earlier, um, and that was absolutely brilliant. Um, but I'm gonna mention another animation. Uh, it's called Blood of Zeus. Uh, Blood of Zeus was phenomenal. Like the storyline was just well written. <clears throat> Um, uh, the action pack, uh, the acting was on point, uh, the animation was uh, gorgeous. Um, so for anybody out there, Blood of Zeus. Uh, yeah, I, I will second that. I, I uh, saw it. It was know. really good. It was so really that's good. it. That's it. That's it ends on a cliffhanger though, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but it did get picked up for season two, so that's good. Um, next is Tom. What do you got? <laughs> Okay, uh, let me go back to my list because there's been some thunder stealing here. <laughs> uh, Allison, Allison got my Allison got my uh, number my number one and number two picks. So oh, sorry. With WandaVision and only murders in the building, I want to talk about things. My runner-up, which was on my list, um, Rutherford Falls for runner-up. Wow. It's probably the best show that most, one of the best shows that people probably haven't watched because it's on about, Peacock. And I was about to say, I, never, I don't even know what it is. You guys I have any yeah. Rutherford, Rutherford Falls is from um, the guy, uh, one of the office writers who also, he's been doing a whole bunch of stuff, Mike Shore. But it's basically Ed Helms is the scion of this family, which uh, he's, he's, the, he's the, you know, descended grandson of the founding family of the town. And he's in conflict with the Native Americans who run the casino, and his best friend is Native American. But it's the first show that has a predominant Native American writing staff, and several of the actors, including Michael Grayeyes, who just did that great guest spot on Discovery a few weeks ago. But it's a terrific show, and I don't know if it's been picked up yet, but they need to, because it's terrific. Um, but uh, my my new number one Packs on HBO Max. Ah, yeah. I, ah, right. I worship at the temple of Jean Smart. I call her Bacon <laughs> for television because she makes everything she's in better. Uh, <laughs> and she, she was on two shows simultaneously on HBO and HBO Max. Mayor of Easttown, for which she received the Best Supporting Actress for uh, miniseries, and then oh, Hacks, for which she won Best Lead Actor Actress in a Comedy. But it's just. It's brilliant. I mean, brilliantly written. She's amazing. Uh, Hannah Einbinder, who plays the young comedian she's paired with. She's a Joan Rivers, over-the-hill type comedian whose agent pairs her with a young sitcom writer who got canceled because of an, because of an, an inappropriate joke on social media. And there's tension between the two of them, but there's this generational... Uh, tension and also surrogate daughter, surrogate mother tension, and it's just brilliantly observed. And when you find out that um, the, the the season finale deals with the younger writer's do- father has died unexpectedly, and in real life, Gene Smart's husband had died unexpectedly, and they were prepared to give her time off and shut production down, and she said, "No, I want to do this," and she channeled it into her performance. But man, it's just smart and funny, and I can't say enough. I can't say enough about this show. I love it. There's a lot of there's a lot of good comedies on, and I even though you know even though Peter is probably a little bit more comedy oriented than I am, but I'm I still love a great comedy, and this was a good year for comedies. I mean, you know, we didn't even mention. uh, Reservation Dogs or Schmigadoon yet, so those were great. All right, uh, Peter, you're up next. Well, because, yeah, I I actually wrote this in my notes that I was like, this is arguably the best lineup of TV shows in years because I had a lot where I was like, man, these are a lot of really good shows. So because Libya basically picked Arcane and Foundation, two shows that I really loved, I'm going to – I could just talk more about those, but – I'm actually going to do this. And, and also, Allison did Only Murders in the Building and <laughs> I mean, these are all really great shows. So I'm going to pick two. It really sucks to be last in line in this category. I'm <laughs> last. I'm last. I haven't gone. I'm He's last. next to last. I'm, I'm going to pick two shows that I feel like 
I'm the only one on this podcast that have watched, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll get the sad one out of the way first, because I'm pretty sure this is why, like, I know Yusin didn't watch it. But I have to say, um, if you know anything about me, you know that I, if I, you know, if there's a new show or video game or movie, I pretty much know about it. But things that are actually in the news, obviously I know about the pandemic, but like there's a lot of things that I don't. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to call myself an idiot and I'm also not trying to say that I'm willfully ignorant, but I just, for some reason, I do not pay a lot of attention to a lot of news stories. Like again, obviously presidential elections and stuff I know about. So I was absolutely hooked and devastated, which is why it's sad watching Hulu's limited series Dope Sick, um, which goes to show that with succession, it shows that in real life and in fiction, big corporations should not be run by families. And, you know, it's kind uh-huh. of funny. It's a little funny on succession because it's kind of like a black comedy. But, you know, Dope Sick is basically showing the legal battle that happened with the Sackler family, um, which owns, uh, which control or did control uh, big Purdue Pharma. And in, I think it's like from 96 to the mid 2000s. I mean, it's still kind of happening. They're the ones essentially responsible for Oxycontin becoming essentially a drug, a prescription drug that many people got addicted to um, and, you know, ruined their lives or died. Um, it is not at all a, it is not, I can't say it's a fun show to watch, but it's a very gripping show to watch. Part of it is the legal stuff. Another part of it is seeing how with really great acting by, you know, Michael Keaton, Caitlin Deaver, Rosario Dawson, seeing how people in the small Appalachian town are affected it's not, again, I, I am not saying it's a super happy show, but for someone like me who, and I know there's actually, I noticed HBO is a documentary about about this. There are tons of things and everybody here might be like, oh yeah, Pete, we knew about the Oxycontin thing. You know, I've heard, I've heard a little about it, but I never really saw, I never saw it done in a dramatic, a, a scripted way with, um, so I can, you know, I can see how all this happened and just, you know, just how we, we don't need a re- we don't need another reason to see how terrible corporations can be, but it was very eye opening for me. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously depressing, but I thought it was great. So that's my main show. My honorable mention is a show that I wish everybody would watch on this podcast, and I'm pretty sure nobody has. And don't worry, it's a lot lighter. And I know Libya will not. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I watched this this weekend. Wait, wait, so- what did you say? What was it? I'm about to, I'm about to get, I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the lead up. Um, so my honorable mention is Chucky, which is on, <laughs> which is on, <laughs> which is on okay. Peacock. And one thing that I feel like, God, how many, Libya, how many episodes have we done on this podcast now? This is 527. Right. So that's like nine years, right? It's a while, right? Yes. Ten years. Wow, so, that's amazing. I will say one thing. Yeah, that is amazing. Kudos to you, uh, Libya. Um, one thing that I think is consistent with this podcast is while we do have a range of shows that we love, a lot of times we do come back to what I guess I would call like a CW show. You know, I, I, get, I think it kind of starts with Buffy and eventually the CW really kind of like just really ran with it. There are so many shows, obviously Vampire Diaries and it's all its spinoffs and stuff. I think all of us, here like those kind of shows they're usually they're teen shows that have some kind of supernatural element sort of and there's a scooby gang that eventually gets together to like take down whatever their bad is and that's essentially what chucky is you know chucky is about a um a then closeted uh gay uh teen who who gets the chucky doll at a like a like at a yard sale obviously anybody who knows even if you like libya doesn't watch horror movies but we all know about chucky and child's play and everything i think what's what's really cool about the show is one it's a pretty good riff on what i'm calling the cw formula you know which is that as the show has progressed you're like okay well jake the teen he knows that chucky's real how long will it be before all these other characters they, they have like a cordelia mean girl they have like you know the kind of sleuthing fun kind of character like they're it just, I am surprised how well 
um, show creator, or, or actually creator of the, the series too, Don Mancini, has taken what I see as like the Buffy formula, and he's done a really good job. The only thing I will say that gives him, and I will wrap it up, the one thing I will say that gives him the advantage um, is that it's only eight episodes. So where Buffy and CW shows, you know, they have to do 22 episodes of this. This is eight episodes, so you don't really have a filler. It's just straight through eight episodes of, like, you know, uh, Chucky and these teens trying to figure out what's going on. And for fans of the movies, they even bring back other actors from the film. So it's all really, like, one universe and everything. Anyways, I would love for you or any listeners to give it a chance. I am not saying it's as good as Arcane or Foundation or anything. But I'm, I feel like the kind of shows we watch, it's pretty fun. Libya, I know you will never watch it because you got you. Crazy dolls, man. No. Killing murderous dolls? I don't think so. Can't do them. It is, nope. But it's very entertaining. Yeah. I'm saying I don't I do not think it's scary. I think it's very entertaining. That's all I'm saying. All right, Yusin, you're up. Peter, when you Peter, when you were talking about uh like the gay aspect of it, I I literally thought you were gonna say Chucky was gay. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is, new. That is new. I was like, wow, innovative. I really did think <laughs> you were gonna say that. I really did think you were gonna say that. All right, Yusin, it's your turn. Um Okay, so here's the caveats. Here are all the disclaimers. Here's the everything. Um, These two shows probably would have stayed my two. These aren't pivots from listening to everything everyone said. Uh, But that was, it's because I pretty much knew that a lot of other shows would would be covered. uh, And I'd let you all kind of talk about it. Uh, I do have to say that uh, every show mentioned, I think, except for possibly Chucky. um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Sorry, Peter, sorry. I didn't see it. I won't ever see it. Um, but I also am afraid of horror movies and specifically uh, even more so dolls. Um, every show mentioned would be in what I consider my rotating top five, because I don't think I could sit a show, you know, statically at number one. Uh, and all you guys did such a great job talking about why the show is great. So I'll kind of do this, um, uh, sort of like the Oscar race, you know, a lot of, you know, shows are fresher in people's memory. So they get the nominations, they get the win. Uh, this show was so long ago or felt so long ago. I didn't even, wasn't sure if it came out in 2021. Uh, so, uh, I mean, both these shows, sorry. So my honorable mention, and I also want to say this disclaimer, I don't necessarily know that, like I said, because all everybody mentioned all would be in my top five. I don't know that this is like the best show of 2021, but again, that's sort of why why I want to mention it because it probably isn't on anyone's list uh, or forgotten. Uh, my honorable mention is Superman and Lois because number one, uh, it's on CW and I'm going to, let's be honest, we do watch the shows. We like it for what it is, uh, the CW shows, but I was not expecting this level of quality uh, at all. Uh, Superman has been done to death as most superheroes are, but certainly superhero, Superman, uh, Batman, you know, whatever. Um, but for me, it wasn't how well it did the Superman business, you know, or the superhero business. To be able to kind of encapsulate or, or include or stick in there as the meat, as a family drama, you know what I mean, uh, about Superman and done so well. The mm-hmm. child actors slash teenage actors, whatever, I'm sure they're all in their 20s, um, you know, uh, were really solid. I, you know, you know, I've harped since I've started the podcast. I really don't like child actors in general. Um, you know, uh, again, these they, these are, have a better shot because they're older. I won't spend a lot of time on this because I want to spend a lot of time on my my absolute top. But that being said, uh, I thought the writing was really realistic and organic, especially with the family drama. Um, I think that they did do the super superhero stuff really well. Um, I really like it because, like I said, it just turned out to be such a good surprise of, of a subject matter and a kind of topic that is so, you know, tropey and, you know, trotted on and, you know, all of that. So it really gets an honorable mention for me. The My top show, which I do believe, uh, you know, even though I was, was like, oh, I don't think it's my favorite, favorite, favorite. It really is one of my favorites. And I think much forgotten. And also 
polarizing and not really popular as like the best of. I didn't see it on a single list. Uh, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it since. I loved The Nevers. I loved, loved, loved The oh, Nevers. The Nevers oh, I great. did like The Nevers. Yeah, yeah I liked The Nevers too. I, and that's what I'm saying. Like we all forgot. You all, you guys were already, you know, like, oh, right. You know, um, it was really a long time ago. Uh, and, you know, again, I have sort of a criteria for, for best of sort of thing. You've got to have at least one or two or many uh, standout episodes. You can't really have, uh, you know, um, you, you have to have a pretty even season, you know, uh, you can, you know, you can, some shows, if you're long enough, you might have, you know, a, a bad one here, or there, or a slow one, but it's, I think it was only eight episodes. So it was tight. Uh, and even though the pilot was messy, you know, and a little kind of what is happening, what show am I watching? Um, it was still a lot of fun to watch, you know, and, 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 and every show got better, you know, and stronger. Um, the performances were really across the board. Fantastic. Um, most of the characters, uh, the actors I've never heard of before or seen. So that was a really wonderful surprise. There were some actually, um, supporting cast that definitely I, I knew, you know, um, but as far as your actual leads, and I really need to talk about this as an unabashed, you know, uh, you know, uh, card carrying, uh, button wearing uh, feminist. I think it's really important and also interesting to point out that I think the show kind of, kind of um, got receded into the whatever because of the controversy with Joss Whedon, you know, and he's he's always been criticized for not being able to kind of like really do female characters well, and you know, blah 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 blah. I cannot talk enough about how the female representation on this show was kind of sort of everything you wanted, which is they're strong. They, you know, you know, um, execute such agency. They're given such agency in, in their choices and, 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 and what they actually choose, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, the lead characters, both, uh, you know, their friendship, you know, it's, it's not turned into like a tropey sapphic thing, which a, a lot of times, you know, it's been very trendy in the last 10 years, you know, uh, with two women on a show, they end up getting together and your two leads, you know, somehow it, that's how it makes it sexy or acceptable. I don't know. Uh, they were just truly friends, you know, platonic. Um, they were strong and uh, brave in, in a very separate way, like very different, their energies mm -hmm. yet, but, but still overwhelmingly, I think, and maybe I'm buying into sort of the gender roles and stuff, which is the opposite of what I'm trying to say. But I guess what I'm saying is it, it, um, it transcends that, you know, Amalia True, especially, uh, you know, is someone who unabashedly, uh, you know, is still kind of what we you know, very feminine in terms of, you know, her desires and likes, uh, but her sexuality on the show, she doesn't apologize for her actions or her appetites, um, you know, but they're dressed in corsets. So the contradiction of just physically what mm -hmm. we see, the costume design was amazing. Uh, so I'll pivot because, you know, I'm woman, woman, woman stuff. But the, the, what I really think they did so well is they did not sacrifice femininity for the kind of power, both physical, actually, and they explain why she's so physically strong. Um, but in terms of like the internal strength and, and things that they choose and stuff, uh, you know, is more traditionally and the action traditionally masculine. And it has to be said that that scene, uh, that episode, Episode where she fights the you know a big bad henchman he's not the big bad but he's like a henchman uh of this huge guy uh they do a fight scene in water above water underwater around water uh, he mm -hmm. walks on water um was tremendous i watched a making of and i just uh, of that fight scene specifically and it was just phenomenal just to watch the if anyone is out there and wants to see something about how something was made uh, a scene that was so good watch it it's fantastic they lastly have some great I, behind the scenes stuff yeah. yeah behind the scenes and they did it weekly they knew what they were doing they really they were like this show really you know we should give more information and you know and, and there's a lot to say about the show so the they did cast interviews they did you know edit they did um snippets of you know actual how we do uh, i'll finish by kind of being actually a little bit more um superficial uh which is the show looked amazing it really did you want to talk about money being seen on the screen uh you know as a costume designer of course i have to mention it uh but i don't think it's i don't think it we can dismiss it as oh she's a costume designer she wants to talk about the costumes it looked fantastic. It had a Victorian Regency uh, steampunk kind of, we're just going to do whatever we want, but whatever we do is awesome looking. Um, the production value, the design, the look of it. So I just want to say that if you missed it the first time around uh, or you were shying off of it out of principle because you're like, no, Joss Whedon for me. Um, it's a tight eight. It's, it's sci-fi. The acting is the look of it, the acting, the storyline. I think uh, 
politically or whatever you want to socially, whatever. I think it's strong there. So yeah, I I really think that it was a very strong and fun. Let's just, you know, let's talk about that. Also fun. It was a fun show. So very strong for me, along with all the ones you guys all mentioned. All right. My, under- my understanding was that the pilot was really the, the one episode that has Joss Whedon's, you know, imprint on it. Because I don't, I don't believe he had writing credit on any of the others. But he was no, still but, a showrunner, though. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. He's, well, he's no. listed as a producer in all of them. He's, he's credited, but he was fired. Yes, no, 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 no. But I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to address that because I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Anyone can Google this. Uh, I believe he wrote the the first eight. I do. I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. He, he, he's, he's, but, he's more involved. He didn't get fired until they were almost done. Exactly. With the first yeah. Half, so, so he wrote the first eight. And, and but what, anyway, that's uh, that's besides the point. I, she's just picking her show. Let's not yeah. get into all the other stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, but I will want. I do want to say this because this is a this is a um, criteria for you know a great show. So excited about second season. So excited, and mm-hmm. uh, the, obviously they handed the show over to someone else. I read a lot about the new showrunner, and and she did actually say she was sort of going to kind of change the direction of what Joss had kind of outlined. And so even though I'm a little nervous now, right? Because I'm like, oh, how much is going to change in the energy and the focus, whatever. But for me, in terms of best show criteria, one of them is that. Uh, I am super excited about second season, and I am absolutely super excited about the Nevers, regardless of showrunner changes and whatnot. All right. So we have now completed our list. You guys have it. And I, I actually, what I'm really happy about this time is because we did, we made a conscious effort not to repeat stuff, I now have stuff that I didn't know that I might want to watch. So now we got new shows. Well, I like it. it. Hey, I well, like it. it. I was taking notes. Yeah, exactly. All right, so if you guys have any questions or comments, you send them to tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. We're on sci-fi.radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.